wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out and leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, every day, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. So a coachable individual is the type of individual who is interested to hear, where am I deficient? Where do I need to get better? Where do I need to adjust? Where do I need to upgrade? Where do I need to step my game up? Where do I need to make change? Where do I need to work on my game so I can become better at what I'm doing? Dayolday.com. Pretty exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has, relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. Dreolday.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. Today's episode is brought to you by our newest sponsor, AG1 by Athletic Greens. Now, you know me as a former pro athlete and a person who stays in pro athlete shape, still work out every single day, still have trainers, still running 10K races. I don't mess around with what I do with my body. I don't mess around with what I put in my body. So when I looked at AG1, I was looking at the label. And I noticed that it's made with 75 super high-quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food source ingredients that deliver benefits such as mood, immune system, and sleep support, sustained energy, and so much more. And I love the fact that it comes every month, so I don't even have to think about uh, how much do I have? Am I going to have enough? Am I going to run out at a certain time? And I also get the travel pack, so I don't have to miss any days. It tastes great. It doesn't have that nasty aftertaste that you get with some kind of any kind of supplements or if you're taking any pills or anything like that. You just mix it with some water and you feel good knowing that you've done a lot to take care of your health just by taking this every single day. So here's what I did to partner with Athletic Greens. If you want to take ownership of your health, today is a good time to start. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash work on your game. That's athleticgreens.com slash work on your game. Check it out for yourself. You get your first order and you're going to get that free one year supply of vitamin D, five free travel packs. And this can be your foundational nutrition drink that you take at the beginning of the day to get all those vitamins and minerals and nutrients that you aren't getting from your normal diet, from what you're normally putting in your body. You're going to get all of that taken care of at the start of the day, every single day. And you're hearing this from an athlete. You're hearing this from somebody who does not mess around with what I put in my body. And I don't mess around with what I recommend to my audiences. I only recommend you things that I will personally use myself and things that I can logically make sense of them making sense for me. So I will recommend them because I believe it'll make sense for you. So again, that link is athleticgreens.com slash work on your game. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash work on your game for your free one-year supply of vitamin D, five free travel packs with your first order of AG1 by Athletic Greens. Again, athleticgreens.com slash work on your game. 
You are now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work. Confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically in the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. What is that, Dre? That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself. Go and make things happen instead of wait for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is who I want in my audience. Yes, I'm going to lay it out here today. Who exactly I want listening to this show? Who am I targeting? Who am I thinking about when I turn the mic on and I start speaking into this recording device? I'm going to lay that out here today so you will be able to check yourself and make sure you're the person that I'm talking to when I record these episodes. But before we get into any of that, let me remind you all, I send out a daily motivation text message. Yes, a daily motivation text message. Yes, daily. Yes, motivation. Every single day for free to everyone who's in my text community. Let me tell you what this message is going to do. It is going to have you starting your day in a mode of being focused, sharp, and on point. If that sounds like something that you want, if that sounds like I'm describing the type of person that you are, here's what you do. Text me right now at this number, 305-384-6894. And every morning when I send out the daily motivation, because you are a member of my texting community, you shall receive that message. Secondly, WorkOnYourGameUniversity.com. That is the place where you go when you are ready to work with me directly. That is my coaching program. There is one program. There's one way to work with me directly that is in Work On Your Game University. When it comes to building up your business, you want to make more money in your business, you need a game plan for what you're doing in business. You want to make sure there is a strategy and a system for you doing things the same way every time. And you want to be held accountable for your execution and have the bulletproof mindset to deal with the inevitable challenges that are coming. If Even if you don't see them yet, go to workonyourgameuniversity.com and the steps are laid out in very, very plain English what to do next to work with me directly. Now, all that said, get into today's topic, who I want in my audience. See, the people I want in my audience are the people who could potentially be the same people who I want going to work on your game, university.com. Those of you who are listening to this show, you are the same people who I want in my program. Those of you who are in my program, you're the same people who are already, before you got into the program, you were probably listening to this show. Very few people join my program if they haven't heard of this show. Most of the time somebody gets into this program, they heard of this show at some point along the way. Now, I may not work with everybody at the same time who is in my audience. And some of you may be years away from working with me. Maybe there are people who have joined my program. They were listening to me for six months, a year, consuming my material before I even knew that they existed because they had never made themselves known. That happens sometimes. Some people need to be warmed up. Some people need to be groomed. Some people need to grow into a position where they feel like they're ready to work with me. But today, either way, I will describe what those people are like, i.e., I'm going to describe you. So see if you fit the description. Now, as a note, I will be adding to this list and I'll be doing separate episodes on this subject in the future. This is just a starter kit. These are just the first few things that I thought about when I was thinking about this. Who are the type of people that I want in my audience? Because I, I think I should have this articulated and laid out so anyone can go reference this anytime that is necessary. So that's why we're addressing this here today. Point number one, today's topic, once again, is who I want in my audience. Number one, I want coachable individuals, coachable. This is the most important trait you must have if you want to be helped by anyone in any capacity. If you're going to work with me, you have to be coachable. You're going to come into my world, you must be coachable. Even if you're going to listen to this show consistently, even if that's all you do is just listen to this show and I never even find out that you exist, you need to be coachable to listen to this because this show is not entertainment. All right? This is not funny games. This is not sports and leisure. This show is about holding a mirror up to you 
at least some of the episodes will. For each of you, it can be different depending on where you are in life and what you're dealing with. But it's about holding up a mirror to you and showing you, hey, these are the things that need to change. These are the things that need to be worked on. These are the things that you need to consider if you're not already considering them. That's what this show is about. You have to be coachable and understand who you're listening to. All right. I'm a former professional athlete. In the sports world, we have coaches. There's no sport that the best players don't have coaches. Every good player in any sport has coaches. And you know what coaches do? Coaches point out your mistakes. They note your flaws. They have you work on things that are uncomfortable for you to work on because you're not good at them. They don't have you just doing the stuff you're comfortable with. They have you doing the stuff that you're uncomfortable with because you're uncomfortable with it because you're not good at it. And they help you mask those weaknesses or turn those weaknesses into strengths or at least turn a weakness into a mediocrity at worst so that it doesn't become something that is holding you back, doesn't become your Achilles heel. That's what coaching is. So a coachable individual is the type of individual who is interested to hear, where am I deficient? Where do I need to get better? Where do I need to adjust? Where do I need to upgrade? Where do I need to step my game up? Where do I need to make change? Where do I need to work on my game so I can become better at what I'm doing? If you are not that type of person, well, you probably wouldn't be listening to the show if you weren't that type of individual. This is the most important thing you must have if you want to work with me. Being coachable means you are open to changing your approach if necessary. It means you are willing to listen to what is being told to you means you accept that your current operating procedures may not be the most efficient way for you to achieve your goals. Because if it was the most efficient way, well, what you need to listen to a show called Work On Your Game For. I mean, you're already doing everything perfectly. You don't need me. Usually, when someone goes looking for help from another individual, we just talked about this yesterday, how to ask for help, whether that help be from a trainer, a coach, a book, a course, or anything else. When any of you go looking for help from another person, and tell me if I'm right or wrong about this, you usually have already accepted that everything that you're doing, something is not perfect and something needs to change in some way, shape or form. Can we agree that that's true? Anytime you go to another person looking for any form of help, again, coaching, training, you want to read a book, you're going to sign up for a course, you go to an event, you're going because you know there is some form of deficiency in something that you're doing and you are open to doing it differently, pending what you get told or instructed to do or what you hear wherever you go. All right, that's the reason why we do these things, because we're looking for ways to step things up. We're looking for ways to be better. We're looking for ways to improve. And the type of people who are listening to a show called Work On Your Game, the type of people who are members of my program in Work On Your Game University, type of people who I want to work with, type of people who I'm looking to attract when I record episodes of this show are the type of people who understand that continuous, never-ending improvement is a principle of their life. It's not a one-time thing. It's not when you get excited about it. This is just a normal way of being that you are always upgrading yourself. You're always looking for ways to get better. Depending on who your coach is, And depending on the challenge that you are looking to solve, you may be tasked with changing a lot of things in a lot of ways when you go and get coached, when you're being helped, when you're being trained. Now, here's the question. How open are you to that concept? Not the question of whether or not there's something you could change. Every human being on this planet has something they could change and get better at. So that's not the question. The question is, how open are you to how much change? What's your capacity for change? That's a good question. What is your capacity for change? How much would you change if somebody told you you needed to make changes? See, there are some of you listening to this now. You're okay with changing about 10% of what you're doing, but no more than that. Others of you, some of you are okay with changing about 30% of what you're doing, but past 30% is a bridge too far. Some of you are willing to change about half of what you're doing, about 50% of what you're doing right now, but you wouldn't do more than that. Some of you are willing to change everything that you're doing right now. You're willing to throw all of it away of your current self and replace the whole thing with a whole new set if and when it was necessary. Let me help you out with this one. The people who work best with me are those who are most open to changing the most things. Doesn't mean we're going to change everything, 
But the people who I work with best are those who are the most open to changing the most stuff. That means your capacity for change is 100%. And again, it doesn't mean I'm going to have you change every single thing about your life. You got long hair, I'm not going to make you cut it. No, you got short hair, I'm not going to tell you to grow it. All right? I'm probably not. There's usually not the type of challenges that people come to me with. But I want to work with people who have the capacity to change anything if they believe that I know what I'm talking about and helping you get to where you want to go. All right, those are people that I'm looking for. So you should ask yourself this question, how open you are to change? What's your change capacity from zero to 100? For me, in any area in which I'm not getting the outcome that I want, I'm looking forward to changing as many things as possible. If I hear from someone who I believe knows the past path better than I do. Let me say that sentence again. Anything where I'm not getting the outcome I want, I am open to changing as much as possible, i.e. my capacity is 100% for change. If I get that feedback from someone who I believe knows the path better than I do. So in other words, if I join somebody's program or I'm in somebody's cohort mastermind taking their course, I have already decided this person knows more than I do in that area. So anything that they tell me, I'm willing to go do it. I'm willing to apply it. I'm willing to throw away what I'm doing and do what they're doing or what they suggest doing. Why? Because I have already inherently decided they know more than me. That's why I signed up for whatever they have going on. If I didn't think they knew enough, I wouldn't sign up. Or if I wasn't interested, I wouldn't sign up. So again, how open are you to change? Point number two, today's topic, once again, is who I want in my audience. I want people who are resourceful. What does that mean? Being resourceful means you know that there is something that needs to happen, even though you may not have the simplest path to making it happen, you will exhaust all possibilities for making it happen. Let me say that again. You know there's something that needs to happen, and even if you don't have the easiest path to doing it, you will exhaust all options for doing it anyway. That connects to the personal initiative point that I make in the opening of the show every single day. Being resourceful means you look for alternative routes to outcomes, even when and if the simple route to the outcome is unavailable to you. So for example, if you wanted to go buy something, but you don't have the money, that's usually the biggest objection or obstacle or reason or excuse, whatever word you want to give that people have for not doing what they need to do, especially when we're talking in the professional slash entrepreneurial world, is I don't have the money. I would do all those things, but I just don't have the money. Being resourceful means recognizing and accepting the fact that you don't have the money. However, not accepting the fact that you can't do the thing just because you don't have money, even though the only way to do the thing, as far as you know, at this moment is to have money. You say to yourself, okay, well, if I can't do it with money, how could I do it? And then you go to work on that answer. See, resourceful people ask that question. Non-resourceful people don't even think of the question that I just said. You don't even consider that question. And I'm going to tell you, those of you in that group, all right, that might be a little bit of a clue as to why you are where you are right now in your career, in your life, your business. The fact that you never even consider, okay, I don't have the money to do this, even though it costs money. If I had to do it anyway, how would I do it? How could I go about this? What's another way I can make it work? Remember something, folks. Every human on this planet needs something that is not money-based. That does not mean they will accept something that's not money-based if they're selling something that costs money. However, if you can get creative in your thinking, you can pretty much get anything, even if you don't have the main thing that's being asked for. Everybody follow what I'm saying here? That's what being resourceful means. It means you look for alternative routes to outcomes, even when the simple route to that outcome is unavailable to you. And you do not quit on the outcome simply because the simple route is unavailable. A simple example, again, I just gave you one. I'll give you another one that involves money because money is the one thing that we all understand is the universal. In the business world, money is the universal excuse. Now, in science, I remember my science teachers in school would always say water is the universal solvent. That's what they call it, the universal solvent. Money is the universal excuse. In a financial business entrepreneurial world, money is a universal excuse. It's the normal reason 
that everyone uses when they are not doing something that they said that they want to do. I just don't have the money. That's why I'm not doing it. If there is an outcome that you wish to achieve, ladies and gentlemen, or a change you wish to make, but that outcome or change requires a certain amount of money that you do not currently have, the resourceful person says, I don't have the money, which is true, but I'm going to go look for ways to make it happen anyway. That's what the resourceful person does. Let me take a sip of water because I want that statement to sink in. And I've had enough conversations with enough people to know that if more people had that frame of mind, a lot more people would get a lot more done in their lives. Let me say the statement again, just in case you need to hear it twice. The resourceful person says this is in business. They say, I do not have the money to do this, which is probably 100 percent true. Most of the time somebody tells me that they can't do something. They can't join my program. They can't do X, Y, Z because they don't have the money. Usually I believe them. I believe you. you don't have the money. I don't think you're lying to me. You don't have the money. But here's the part that doesn't happen. And this is what should happen. So any of you who's ever used the I don't have the money reason slash excuse, or if you are right now, you have a situation going on in your life that you are not resolving because you don't have the money. Here's what I want you to add to that statement. I don't have the money instead of a period, but a comma, but I'm going to look for ways to make this happen anyway. And Remember, personal initiative, making things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. So this is not, I'm going to do nothing today and, you no know, quote unquote, think about it. Or you already thought about it. You're thinking about it right now. So you don't need more time to think about it. What you need is to get creative, get resourceful and figure out how can I make this work? And if you're saying that you don't have the money to do something, that means you're probably dealing with another human being, right? There's another human on the other end of this situation, conversation, whatever it is, at least one other person. Go to that person, ask them, hey, how can we make this work? Well, I don't have the money, but I want to do this. How can we make this work? What's the way we can work this out? What's the way we can kind of move forward, even though I don't have all the money right now? What can we do? Usually, if you're the person buying because you're the one who doesn't have the money, so that means you're usually making a purchase and you're talking to someone who's a salesperson, a good salesperson will find a way to help you make it work if you want to make it work. A good salesperson always will find a way to make it work if they have a prospect who is willing to make it work. Or even if the prospect does not have the money, whatever the money may be, even if they don't have the money right then, they'll find a way to make it happen. So again, I'm going to look for ways to make this happen. And that means like we're going to look for ways to make it happen right now, not three weeks from now, right now. I have episodes on this show where I've talked about this. Many. The non-resourceful person says, and I shouldn't even have to say this because many of you do this already. Non-resourceful person says, well, I don't have the money, so I guess I can't do anything. So I'll wait another year. I'll wait another six months and hope that maybe a year or six months from now, I have the money to do something. And then maybe I'll do something. Well, listen, I've been in this game long enough, everybody, that the people who say that usually end up doing nothing. I mean, it's a sad but true reality. The people who say, I don't have the money, and I'm just using money as an example here because it's one that everybody can relate to. And I'm talking to professionals here, business people. I don't have the money. So I'm not going to do anything. And maybe a year from now or six months from now, I'll be in a better position where I can do something. Well, if that was the case, then you would already be in that better position right now, wouldn't you? Because you had already been doing something different. Or what's going to change about your situation? What's going to change about your situation? Unless you have some imminent thing that is about to change about your situation, why are you believing that something's going to change? Just because? Why is it going to change? Just because time went by? I don't think so. I mean, how many times have you heard me just in the last four weeks of this show say people do not change because of all of inertia? We do the same stuff over and over again. Only thing that happens is we get older and uglier. That's it. Things don't just change just because. Things don't change just because time went by. Right? That is not a reason to bet on change that time's going to go by, so something's going to change. Now, that's a very, very poor formula for success and achievement. Any of you is using it, stop using it. And usually what happens, again, people end up doing nothing. Even after the time period in which they say they would take and hope that things were different, something, nothing changes. 
The reason why is not because you don't want to be a successful individual. You want to be successful. I believe you. It's not because you don't want to be successful in your life. It happens because hope is not a strategy, ladies and gentlemen. Hoping that things are different is not a strategy. And this is what I talked about a few days ago when I talked about the real job of a salesperson is to get people to do things that they know they want to do, but they do not have the initiative or the momentum. They don't have the inertia working in their favor to actually do it. It's our job as salespeople to move you to do something that you are trying to tell yourself not to do, even though you need to do it. That's our job as salespeople is to help you get over your own shit to do what you need to do to get over your own shit. Again, this is why sales is the highest paid profession in the world, because that's a very difficult task. But I just laid out, that's hard to do. But if you get good at it, you can write your own check in life. And the first person you need to sell is the person in the mirror. Being resourceful is a mentality that leads to a strategy because being resourceful, resourceful people look for different ways to achieve outcomes when the main way is not available. Here's the most important resource available to all of us. That's your mentality and self-determinism. How determined are you to make things happen as opposed to waiting for things to happen? Now, you hear me say that every day when I open the show. I'm looking for people who are to go make things happen, people. Point number three. Today's topic, once again, is who I want in my audience. Number three, I'm looking for the self-determined individual. I've discussed this in episode number 1259, self-determinism. It is a decision that one makes that you will be a successful individual or that you will do anything regardless of the circumstances put forth in front of you in order to be successful. That's self-determinism. You have determined what your outcomes will be in life, and then you go about living life to make sure that you make yourself right. That's what self-determinism means. I have determined I'm going to be successful at this thing, even though I'm failing at it right now. Because I've determined I'm going to be successful, I see no other outcome besides me being successful. So therefore, all your actions are based on what you see because that's a being, that's a state of being. So when you hear me talk about be, do, have, or I just gave you an example of it. Self-determinism is a starting point of the be, do, have philosophy. It's the starting point of the being is determining this is happening. I'll give you an example. Just yesterday, I was on the phone with American Express, the credit card financial company. I made a payment on an account for American Express, and they have all kinds of what they call my security measures on their accounts. So if you make a certain payment by a certain amount based on your account and based on your history and all this stuff, they will flag it and they'll put a hold on that because usually you make a payment. If I go on Amex right now, make a $1 payment on a credit card of mine, the available balance immediately becomes $1 more. They basically honor the fact that that $1 is going to go through from my bank account to their accounts. But if you make certain amount, again, depends on how much you know, credit you have, your history and all this stuff. They will flag the account based on the size of the payment. So they have flagged my account. So I made a payment. In other words, my available balance did not change. And I'm like, why does this balance not change? So I had to call Amex and say, hey, the balance didn't change. And they say, well, this is what we had to do, sir. Your account got flagged. And it's a normal thing. I've had this happen five, six, seven times. So then they say, we got to get on the phone with your bank, make sure that your bank can confirm that you actually have the funds in your account to cover the payment that you just made. As soon as we verify that, we will release the hold and we will manually update your account so that the available balance is showing and you can go use your card as desired. So I'm on the phone with American Express yesterday. This is at the end of the business day. And they are calling my bank and the bank that I was using. And this is a bank that as of today, this happened yesterday, by the way, as of today, I'm moving my funds out of that bank into a different bank because I don't like their customer service and they don't have good systems in place. In other words, every time we call, I get different answers from different people, which means their systems are trash because the customer service agent should have the same process every time. Amex has the same process. They don't, this bank. But I'm getting off of that bank and moving my money to another bank. I already started that process today. But anyway, we're calling this bank and the phone is ringing and ringing and ringing and ringing. And this guy gets on the phone. Remember his name? His name was Caesar. Caesar gets on the phone. Amex tells them, hey, I'm calling from American Express on a recorded line. We need to do this, this, this to verify that Mr. Baldwin's account can cover this amount. Caesar says, 
I'm not allowed to do that. And I'm like, Caesar, what the hell are you talking about? I've called here like eight times and done this. And I've never had an agent say they can't do it because clearly Caesar was not properly trained and didn't know his job. He says, let me put you on hold. He puts me on hold. He puts us on hold. He goes and talks to somebody, keeps on hold for five minutes, comes back to the phone and says again that he can't do it. And I'm like, all right, I tell the Amex person, this is on a three-way phone call. I say to Amex, hang up on this idiot and call back and we'll get a different customer service agent on the line because usually that's what happens. And by the way, that's a tip for any of you. Anytime you call customer service for a company and the person's giving you a hard time on something that you know they can do or should be able to do, just hang up on them, call back, you'll get a different agent and that agent will usually help you out. All right, so usually you don't have to do it more than twice. So I had him hang up on Caesar, this dummy from the bank. We call back. Guess who answers the phone? <laughs> the same guy. Caesar answers the phone. I'm like, hang up on this dude. They hang up. We call back. Caesar answers the phone again. So clearly this company didn't have a lot of customer service agents on the job at this particular point of the day. So the Amex guy, now we're at the end of the day. Now I need to use my card because I need to make a transaction. This is like a time sensitive thing that I need to take care of. I need to take care of it today. And is at the close of business. And Amex guy is like, well, sir, we called like four or five times. And then a couple of times we call and nobody answered. And they sent us to a, like a voicemail, which I don't know banks even had voicemail. But anyway, Amex guy is saying, well, sir, we've called five times and we haven't been able to get anyone on the phone who can help us. So maybe you'll just have to wait until the payment clears your account. And I said, oh, no, no, we're not waiting until the payment clears my account. I said, y'all got to call again. And he said, well, sir, we just called. We keep getting the same guy who won't help us or we're getting voicemail. So I don't know what you want me to do. I said, I'm telling you what I want you to do. I want you to call again because we're going to keep calling until we get this clear with somebody who can clear the payment because I need my account updated because I need to use this car and I need to use it right now. I'm not getting off the phone until you do it. And he pauses for a little bit and he really has no other choice. And he says, hold on, sir. Let me see if I can get approval to manually just update your account. And he puts me on hold for two minutes. He comes back. He says, sir, well, I was able to get approval. I'll just manually update your account. And he did update my account right there on the spot. And I was able to use my card and I was able to complete my transaction. I'm telling you all of that story, not to impress you, but to impress upon you. Self-determinism is when you've decided that something's going to happen and you are not accepting of any other outcome. I want people in my audience who think like that. I want people in my audience who, if you were on the phone with Amex and your bank wasn't answering the phone and you were getting some idiot on the phone who clearly didn't know their job and Amex is trying to tell you, well, it's not working. So you're just going to have to wait a day or two in order to use your car because the payment doesn't clear. You say to them the same thing I said to them. I said, I'm a customer of yours. I spend a lot of money with you all. I do a lot of transactions through your systems. Uh, you're not telling me that I'm going to wait a day to use this card. We're going to get this cleared up right now. Do what you got to do. But I ain't getting off this phone until I can use my card. That's self-determinism. I want people in my world who think like that. And if you were in a similar situation, that's what you would do for your own credit card situation or whatever the situation happens to be. Regardless of the circumstance put in front of you, you are determined to make things happen the way you want them to happen. Self-determinism is a decision that you make that you are going to get what you want because self-determined people, and why do I want these people in my audience? Because self-determined people have already decided what their outcome is going to be. See, People who I want to work with are people who are, have already decided that they're going to be successful. And they come to me because I'm going to help guide you towards success. It's not like you're like, all right, I'm a failure and I'm going to go get with Dre because Dre's going to turn me from a failure to a success. No, I'm looking for people who already decided they're going to succeed. They're looking for someone to help them get there faster and more efficiently. That's what I'm looking for. I'm that type of person. See, if I join somebody's program or I'm in your mastermind or your group or your course or whatever, I'm the perfect person, I'm the perfect client that you want in your world. Why? Because I've already decided that I'm going to be successful. So it's guaranteed as soon as I buy into your program that you just sold yourself a success story. You made money and I guarantee you I'm going to be a success story of your program. Why? Because I've already determined I'm going to be successful. All right. 
your program is not going to make me a success. This is going to help me do more of what I already decided that I'm going to do anyway. Those are the people that I want, not the people who need to be pulled out of the dirt and made into a, a success. And it's not saying that I can't help those people, but I'm looking for the self-determined individual. So the question is, are you that? Self-determined people have already decided that they will be successful. And what they are doing is practicing. There's a book called The Slight Edge. If you have not heard of this book, go buy it and read it. The Slight Edge is about knowing that you're already doing successful things to help yourself become successful. And you keep doing them because you understand that that edge is what separates you from everybody else who might be on a similar wave, but you want to make sure you stay ahead of them. So you practice the slight edge. So in the coaching and consulting space, for example, of which I'm a member, coaching consulting space, you got about this bell curve. Those of you know what a bell curve is, Google it. About 5% of the population are people who practice the slight edge. Those are the people who are already more successful than most of their peers, yet they still hire coaches and join programs and sign up for courses and pay money to go to events. Why? They're already ahead of everybody already. Why do they do it? They do it because they're practicing the slight edge. All right, that's a better way of explaining what the slight edge means. You're already ahead of everybody, but you keep doing more than everyone else is doing anyway, so you get even more ahead of the ahead that you already are. This is like the hardest, this is like the best player on the sports team working harder than all the other players on the team. You're already better than everybody, but you're still the hardest worker. That's the slight edge. Everybody get that? About 5% of people practice the slight edge. Then you got about 15 to 20% of the population. We'll say about 20%. And I talked about this in a five, I think it was a 5, 15, 80 rule that I talked about in an episode of this show. Let me tell you what episode that was. That was episode number, episode number 2442, the 5, 15, 80 rule. Then you got about, I would say about 80% of the population. We'll just go off these numbers that I have in this episode, 2442. Our type of people who would never, ever, ever buy a ticket to a conference. They would never sign up for a course, not any type of personal or professional development course. They would basically wouldn't take any course outside of school requirements. They would never buy a book for their own reading for them to read outside of school. They haven't picked up a book since they left school. They would damn sure never hire a coach. They would not join a mastermind, especially when they got to pay money for it. They would never do any of these things. That's about 80% of the population. And then the other 15 are the people who will, they'll sometimes do it. Sometimes they won't. It depends. How comfortable is it? How uncomfortable are they going to be? How much they got to invest? Do I really want to do it? Am I really going to follow through? That's about 15%. Now, if you're in the coaching and consulting space, right, you got to get some of those 15%ers to take action. Otherwise, you can't, your whole business can't run on just the 5%ers most of the time. Now, there are some exceptions to that. But most of the time, you can't run your whole business just on the 5%ers. There's not enough of them. You got to get some of those 15%ers. The 80%ers, that ain't happening. Don't waste your time. Uh, if you're in 80%, you ain't listening to this episode, by the way. So if you're listening to this, you're either in the five or the 15. You're in the five, you know you're in the five. If you're not sure you're in the five, you're in the 15. If you're in the 80, you damn sure are not listening to this episode 29 minutes in. I lost you in the first three minutes. All right, everybody got it? All right, that's the slight edge. Doing extra things to get an extra edge on the competition, even though you already have an extra edge on the competition. You're getting the extra to the extra. That's the slight edge. That's the five percenters. These are the rich people who keep doing things to stay rich. They get more rich, even though they're already more rich than everybody else. See, when I, myself, when I go hire a personal trainer, or I hire a coach, or I join somebody's program, or I sign up for a course, or I buy a book and read it. It's not because any of those things are going to make me into a successful individual. I'm already a successful individual. Not because of what I materially have or have accomplished, because I've already decided in my mind. That's done. That part is already taken care of. I would be a successful person even if I never came across that material or never read that book, signed up for that program, went to that conference. That is not what makes me successful. The material is going to get me there much faster and give me that 1% edge over everybody else. That's why I do it. I don't hire a trainer because I need somebody to help me get in shape. I'm already in shape. I'm already a professional when it comes to sports, fitness. I don't work with a trainer because I need to get in shape. 
work with a trainer because I want to be in even better shape. I'm practicing a slight edge when it comes to my fitness. You understand what I'm saying here? See, I'm the type of person who will make a trainer or a coach look good because I'm going to be successful. So you already, again, when you sell me into your program, you just sold yourself another success story. So you got a win-win situation. All you're going to do is guide me along the way. And I'm looking for people who are of the same mentality. So let me recap today's class, which is who I want in my audience. People I want in my audience, people who will potentially work with me. You're the people who will be members of my university. You're the people who will be coached by me. You're the people I want in my events. You're the people I want in my masterminds. Point number one, coachable individuals. This is the most important trait you have to have if you want to be helped by anybody in any capacity. It means you are open to change. You are willing to listen. You accept your current procedures are maybe not the best procedure and you are willing to change as much of them as possible. What is your capacity for change? How much of your current operating system are you willing to change? Only things I would accept someone not being willing to change are things that are in your principles. But other than that, you should be willing to change pretty much anything else. Number two, resourcefulness. Being resourceful means you know there is something that needs to happen, even though you may not have the simplest path to making it happen, but you will exhaust all possibilities for making it happen. You will look for ways to make it happen and make it happen now, not make it happen in six months. You don't add time to a situation. You're like, all right, how do we make this happen right now? I'm open. Even though I can't do it the easy way, what's another way we can make it happen? Number three, self-determined. Self-determinism is the decision that you have made that you are going to achieve a certain outcome or be a certain type of person, regardless of the circumstances in front of you. This is part of practicing the slight edge. I talked about this again, the 5, 15, 80 rule. 5% of people practice the slight edge. They're already ahead of everyone else and they keep doing the things that got them ahead. 15% of people are interested in getting into that 5% and they're doing the work to get there. 80% of people will never do anything to get to that level and you might as well not even waste your time or your breath or your energy talking to these people because they're not the type of people you need to deal with anyway. They're the ones holding up the bottom of the pyramid. This is why the rich get richer and the poor get poorer, folks. All right. The question is, are you in that five or that 15? I'm assuming 30 minutes into this episode, you are in the five or the 15. You want to get into that five. You want to move yourself up to another level. You want to keep practicing the slight edge. Here's what you do. First of all, text me and tell me that you heard something here today that spoke to you. And maybe Maybe you know everything I said here today. You can still text me. Let me know you want to get the daily motivation text I send out every morning. My number is 305-384-6894. Secondly, workonyourgameuniversity.com. You're serious about being in that top 5% or you want to make sure you get solidly into the 15 so you could possibly be a potential prospect to get into the top five. Go to workonyourgameuniversity.com. I'll tell you what your next steps are to work with me. All that said, tomorrow, guess what we're going to talk about? Who I don't want in my audience. Oh, yeah, there's a list for that too. Work on your game. Dre all day. I want you to send a text to this number, 305-384-6894. That is my direct text number. When you text me there, you'll be part of my texting community. And that means you're going to be receiving my daily motivation text, which I send out every single day to keep you sharp, focused, and mentally on point for the day in front of you. Send me a text at this number, 305-384-6894. One more time, 305-384-6894. Get daily motivation.